On a show that talks about time traveling Bigfoot and alien sex cults, this is serious journalism, people. Serious. This time, this like, time we mean it. If you think that there are not birds that are not <laughs> real, you're a moron. I do have a superstition that Satan and his minions yes. interrupt mm. technological yes. connections when conversations are getting yes. particularly interesting or, or important. At this point, I'm not throwing these weirdos out because maybe they're telling the truth. Why does everything have to be a hidden conspiracy where the <laughs> motives aren't really clear? Where you can't tell what someone's intentions are from their words. Why, Abby? Why? I, I feel like you're just not answering the question. It, there is a pattern here that is definitive, and mm -hmm. this leads us to the CEO's response, yes. which is not the way that you Amazing. want to play being accused of in a conspiracy theory. Glowing metal things that are moving in impossible speeds and impossible directions, defying laws of physics, showing up over battlefields, showing up over important historical events for all of history. This is Chekhov's gun, you guys. Yeah. It's the gun that's been sitting on the mantelpiece since Act 1. It's Act 3 now. I'm waiting for it to go off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conspiracy Pilled Season 3, Episode 22. How far advanced is AI really? I'm your host, PJ Williams, and with me, as always, is Abby Libby. How are you doing, Abby? I'm good. How are you, PJ? I am very good. I'm very excited because we got two guests tonight, two returning we guests we uh, that we've had before, but we've never had them together. So they actually just met like five minutes ago. <laughs> so it'll be very fun. Do you want to explain what the, the show is tonight yeah. a little bit? And then uh, we'll give some shout outs to our subscribers. So this is like AI for dummies but also for nerds. We're hoping to like bridge that gap between I don't know anything about what's going on and trying to like get our heads around where things are going to be, where things are going, what conspiracy things are kind of hidden in here. Um, so just having a conversation. So two people you probably wouldn't have thought to put together, but I did because I'm just, that's I mean, he's an evil genius over here. Yeah, so AI for dumb nerds. This is an AI for, for me. Nerds. Yeah, AI for me. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> exactly. So we've got we've got Dan Dillon of the Babylon Bee, um, and not the Bee. So CEO of not the Bee, CTO the bee of the Babylon Bee, or not bee. the Bee. Yes, that is the question. That is the question. And then we also have TJ, who created the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. If you'll remember the episode with TJ, so let's bring awesome. them on. Awesome. Well, really quick before we bring yeah. those on, uh, we have some supporters <laughs> that uh, keep the lights on, so to speak. Uh, keep me in this. Uh, keep the lights in this dungeon basement new studio I have yes. on. Uh, and those are Matt Mack and Justin Time zero seven seven, who are new monthly supporters over nice. on conspiracypill.locals.com. Uh, we also have Tin Hat Cat, Rusted1859, who did a one-time three-month support over there on Locals. And we have a new yearly supporter, a Random Crusader. So thank you guys for coming over. If you want to get not just this show, but the bonus unhinged episode that we do every Thursday night and get to watch it live or listen to it, however you want to uh, do that, you can come over to conspiracypill.locals.com. You can download the Locals app on your Andro Android or iPhone, all that good stuff. One last little thing before we no. bring them on. Nope. One last little thing nope. is that... Uh, we have a new mascot. <laughs> so thank you to Saggles over in our 
Discord who's been creating all this really cool conspiracy bill is is the name of the mascot. <laughs> and uh, this is my absolute favorite hoodie. I should have one in the mail. Should be here tomorrow. Uh, that's uh, Conspiracy Stranding, the unisex hoodie over here on conspiracypill.com. We've also got one that's like, uh, let me see if I can show this to you guys really quick. We have a lot of new stuff on our store, but we also have one that's uh, just like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So <laughs> It's always a psyop. Yeah, I love this. Okay. Uh, and if you're watching on Rumble or if you're in our Discord, there's a whole slew of new emojis that have Conspiracy Bill and uh, even one of Anne's mom, which we we saw. <laughs> can, can somebody drop uh, some of the uh, mermaids in chat there? The, the, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, without any further ado, <laughs> yeah, your mom's a your mom's a mermaid. Uh, let's bring on Dan Dillon and TJ Allard. How's it going, guys? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. Great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you're both back. I think you were both you were both well enjoyed by the audience. We're excited to have you both back. We're excited to just. We talk even about... liked you guys a little bit too. Yeah, so. we were we were okay with you. So. <laughs> Success is ours. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just realized that TJ was in, was in the intro. I forgot to forgot yeah. to tell him about. <laughs> yeah, why why am I not? In, my brother's in the intro, and I'm not in the intro. You guys say something to me like, "Why, Abby? Why?" To make it in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're redoing the intro again for season four, which is coming up in like a month. So, so uh, do something really awesome on this episode. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we'll get it in there. Sure. Pressure is Start on. thinking of really clippable moments. Yeah, for the show. <laughs> so really, yeah. Dan, I'm gonna you want to tell AI oh, for some ideas of what I can do, do on, on conspiracy. I've only known Dan for about twelve minutes, and I love the way he's thinking. He's already <laughs> asked AI. Let's see what AI says. Let's do it. Go AI first. So, um, okay, so the let's start with with the question in the title because i think a lot of people are like thinking of ai as just just a chat bot just just something i can ask questions to but how far along is it is it really where are we at dan how about you go <laughs> we're a lot farther along than most people think i mean the the advancements in ai are not just something that started happening in 2021 which is when most right. people started becoming aware of AI, even 2022, most people actually had never even really heard about ChatGPT yet until midway through 2022. Um, and there's so much research that's been going on behind the scenes. The government's, you know, been looking at the uses for uh, AI for a long time. And I mean, they're on a path towards quantum computing, which we'll talk about maybe a little bit later and what that's going to mean for AI, which is just going to be like this breakthrough of like insanity of how advanced this is. And, how much it can do um but you know i think that there we would all of us you, you know this is a conspiracy theory show so i think you'd speak from the conspiracy theories i think there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now that is not necessarily being controlled by ai but being directed by ai and programs like that that and it's been like that for a little bit longer than we realize um you know it reminds me of the snowden thing where it's like you find out about this stuff 10 years later and you realize just how ingrained it was in society before you even knew about it. And mm -hmm. I think that there, that's that's a very equivalent thing to what we see with AI right now. Like the, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg, but it's been there for, for quite some time before it surfaced. Yeah. No, what do you think, TJ? Oh. And seen. 
<laughs> that was great, man. I, I think that was a really good, succinct. Uh, it's going to the intro, right? Yeah, it is. You got it, man. We're done. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely echo a lot of that. Uh, you know, I think of it in a. I think of it as um, it is the great equalizer, right? And I feel like with things that were highly technical to accomplish and especially with machine learning tasks and it was saying like I, I i tend to use like some of the use cases i i apply it to are to expedite machine learning so any kind of machine learning tasks that you can think of ai is able to do right so you have to kind of put that in and, and the fact that us shaved monkeys can't use it yet that's beside the point like we'll get we'll eventually get there there's a few of us who can like there's a few you know the same Altman's and those guys in the world, like, yes, they can use this, but and they understand it on um, a much more technical level. But from a user's perspective, um, just like Dan was saying, I mean, we are, we are so much further along, but not so much on the, not on the end of the world stuff, but more on the uh, data collection, nefarious connections being made through algorithms and mm. data points, right? Like if there's anything that can be analyzed, it's been analyzed. If there's anything that, been, that can be collected, it's been collected. And I think that once people kind of understand that, uh, it, it, a light bulb goes off and you're, you know, yeah. if it's on the internet, it's in somebody's model. It, Don't it's even, funny. Period. Like that's it. it. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because we did an episode, it must've been almost, I don't know, six months, a year ago or something like that where all we did was point out the very obvious now to everybody fact that Facebook was created as a data harvesting tool, right? Like the entire point of Facebook, you can trace it back. You can find the articles. It's not even really conspiracy theory. It's just people, something people don't talk about mm -hmm. is that Facebook was created literally to get you to say everything about your life and to see how people interact with each other and do all this stuff. And the data was collected and turned into to AI, right? And then we saw that with, with Twitter is it kind of became acceptable for people to recognize that everything you're saying on the internet is just part of a data harvesting thing. So much so that I don't think people realize, and maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, I wanna hear what you guys think, but it's like, I get on Twitter now and every um, every tweet thing is like, compare your first name to a food and your last name to a food. Or like, what you know, what nationality is your middle name? And it's like all this stuff of like, making those connections to, I, I think, to help AI make those connections better. Is that what, is that what you think a lot of this is about? I do. Oh, oh yeah, I, I think it's I think it's worse than you even put it. I think that you'll find over time that you know the government has you know like the Snowden stuff revealed been been storing people's browsing habits since 2007 or 2008 and analyzing you down to they can they can define you as a person better than you can and and before maybe 2014 2015 they were doing this in a very very poor way. But artificial intelligence has opened an opportunity for them to be able to analyze this data at a scale that you can't even imagine, and draw connections that they were never able to do before. So, you know, those types of scary um, conspiracy theories that ended up being proven true about government surveillance. I mean, that's really the ultimate tool here is is the government ultimately is getting data. I think who was it? Was it T-Mobile? I think mm -hmm. was just in the news for like they just hand over browsing history yeah. for their uh i don't know if it was t-mobile it might have been t-mobile but it might have been somebody else they, they don't even require like a subpoena from the government they just they just give people's browsing data on their networks to the government like without a question now what the government can do with it because of artificial intelligence is you know completely beyond 
what we even were thinking about a couple of years ago with yeah. with just an overreach of surveillance and and an invasion of privacy. Uh, I mean, they're able to determine, you know, no matter what people are doing on the internet, they're able to determine it's you just simply based upon how your mouse moves, based upon an analysis of of tracing, you know, how your mouse has moved historically over time and things like that. I mean, it's like it's crazy. I yeah. think it's going to get. We're going to see the advancement when in things like image recognition, sound recognition, video recognition, and identification. So mm -hmm. what I, I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was like really smart back in the late nineties, right? Before the dot-com boom and bust and all of this stuff happened. Um, I'm kind of dating myself, but the, uh, I was working for startups in Silicon Alley, which is the New York version of Silicon Valley. So it was Broadway mm -hmm. between 14th and 32nd street. Um, and it was a different world, right? Uh, but I had this idea back then, like, and so since then, this is since 1997, I have saved every email I'd ever sent or received thinking, oh my God, one day I'm going to put all of this into some kind of system, an AI, so that my great, great grandkids could say, what did grandpa TJ think about the Buffalo Bills? By the way, I'm a huge Bills fan. <laughs> or who is his favorite Bills oh. player? All right. Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Again. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to create this system and it's going to be incredible. Little did I know it was being done for me by government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whether I wanted to do it or not, it's being done. So great. Um, there goes my greatest idea ever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, being too far ahead of curve. But no, I think I think like with the re image recognition and stuff like that, because when you start thinking of um so my, the way I work in television development, right? So when you come up with show ideas, I always try to, when I pitch, I try to think of this, I, this, I, I think I'm clever when I say this sentence, like, you know, don't think outside the box. You want to just think around the box, right? Because if you think outside, then you lose everyone. You know, the TV execs are like, what are you talking about? But if you think just around the edges, it's cool enough where they can stay with you on your journey of your pitch. Um, and so when you think of, if that, then what else, which is kind of how we I do development stuff, you think of that in terms of where AI is going to go. So if it can do this now, then what it's going to be able to do and then what else, right? And start thinking of the most ridiculous use cases, like going back and watching, rewatching every single television program or training it on every single television program to watch the reflection in the human's eyes to see what was the setup and what they were, how many people were on set or what kind oh, of wow. filming, like it's, depending on the capture of those imagery of those images, you're going to be able to see things that we're not even thinking of. And I'm sure somebody's already writing that algorithm and someone's already testing like stuff like that, but it, that's the kind of stuff you, anything you can think of is going to be creatable. If it's a repeatable task that can be an analysis of something physical or not even physical, but that's, it, it just, it, it gets scary when you start really going down that, that, that yeah. path. Yeah. And I mean, that leads you to, to some other, really insane stuff that they're already doing. So, I mean, we're talking about AIs in its infancy. We're in, we're in, we're in model A, model T territory here with, with AI. And they already have a system set up. I think it's an MIT where they can read your mind based upon oh, changes in temperatures and, and brainwave patterns that they are observing externally. They are not even having to do any type of, of scoping. They're not having to put any type of apparatus on your body. They're able to just analyze patterns based upon changes in your temperature, changes in what you're, and, and come up with general ideas of what you're thinking about. And so you go 10 years, 20 years down the road of something like that. And the, you know, where, where do you, 
where do you go from there? I mean, they're literally well, going to be able to almost telepathically determine just right. based upon the way that, like you were saying, the way that your eye is moving, the way that your face is twitching, the way that your body is positioned, what thoughts are going on in your brain based upon what language you speak and, and your history of what you yourself have said on video like this after yeah. looking that way you know like so they're going to be able to anticipate it's almost like minority report you know the thought absolutely crimes, the precogs that's you the said, that's the type of stuff that they're developing right now you said 10 to 20 years down the road but i i know that like the meme has been around but everybody's experienced the thing where it's like look we all know if we say something and our phone is anywhere in the vicinity of us Yes. It's, we're going to get advertisements for the thing we we're talking about. So you're like, mm -hmm. oh, man, I really could go for a, a cup of coffee right now. You're going to get nine different freaking coffee ads on Instagram by 2 p.m. that afternoon. Right. But what's weird is like everybody's kind of experienced the thing where it's like I didn't say it or I can't remember saying it. I can't remember having a conversation. I just remember thinking about the thing. And is it to the point where it's. I mean, we know like some of the stuff it does, like some of the things I've listened to, to um, specifically Instagram. Uh, ex uh, Instagram employees talk about some of the things yeah. that is like uh, geolocation data. So if That's you're in a store, like Walmart maps out where every item in a store is. And then that geolocation data of your phone compared to Walmart, you're going to hang out in front of an aisle for a little bit too long. And it's going to know what item you're standing in front of. And it's going to start advertising that item to you. That right. came from an Instagram and employee. And it's not just... It's not just that. I mean, it be beyond just the geolocation data. I mean, when when you when you look at what they're doing with your phone's camera and the access that they right. have to your camera, combined with the access they have to your swiping while you're using Instagram, <laughs> uh, they are able to map out patterns based upon how slowly you go by one post versus another, then go to the next one. What's on your mind right now? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then extrapolate what you might be interested in based upon something like that. Uh, that that that's not that's not science fiction. That's real. They but do the pupil dilation too. Dilate. Like if your pupils right. dilate looking at a certain yeah. image, it's going to recognize that as well. And and the, and the crazy thing is that up until this point in time, I don't want to speak too much because I think TJ probably has something to say on this too. But um, it, everything that's happened up to this point in time with Instagram and with Facebook that we know about, this is not all driven by artificial intelligence. Intelligence. This was all this was all done using traditional computing methods. Right. predominantly mm. artificial intelligence is so exponentially beyond what our pre-programmed algorithms can do um and it can teach itself to be better without a human having to interact with it that um once they really start perfecting the use of artificial intelligence for things like that i mean it's just going to be it, yeah. it's scary i agree with it's that scary. <laughs> it's scary for sure what, what they're going to be able to do with it the thing I think is the hardest part about it is it is still hard, right? It's very hard to do, um, like to to have like, you know, having an AI, teaching an AI. I, yes, it can be done. There could be a pipeline built, but it, it is a technical thing. Like, I feel like I'm probably in the grand scheme of things, you know, I always think I'm in terms of usage and application, probably about six months ahead of every other shaved monkey, all of us. Right. The stuff that I'm doing, like it actually it might even be less now. I feel like it's more like three because the stuff that I was doing in November that was considered novel or interesting or even even uh, uh, kind of like, wow, you know, how did, how did you figure this? How, how did you manage to do that um, are things that are becoming mundane, like that are just going to be drag and drop solutions or mm -hmm. or like deploy a solution for an entire organization to create a chatbot against certain data sets. Well, that was a 30 step process three months ago. I mean, it's it's 
and this is where I think the larger problem with like corporations getting involved, and this is where they can't because as soon as they dip their toe in the water and try to use whatever the current solution is and they allocate funds for it, three months go by and that is antiquated. And so now you're, it's a constant, you're constantly just dumping money and dumping money. And until these are, there are turnkey solutions, um, that that's going to be problematic. But what Dan, what you said, and I wanted to ask your thoughts on this too, because here's where my head, I, I, my brain breaks, which is, you know, we always say like what they have, what they have. And I'm pretty familiar with what some companies have, not, not, you know, their secret project X's or anything like that. But I mean, in terms of a lot of like the companies who are in this, I should step back and say regular companies that are not tech AI companies. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so when we think of like, well, if we could do this now and what can they really do? And to me, I, I can't, I don't know if there's anything where government is farther ahead than individual tech people in any other industry or any other kind of genre or, 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 you know, specialty. But I feel like in this case, maybe kind of just like, um, you know, the UFO situation, like a lot of that stuff is going to be high tech weaponry that's being tested. Like, are, are there really these companies that nobody ever leaks? Nobody ever talks about, nobody ever mistakenly says something and like they get hired at a super high tech AI firm that's 70 years ahead of us right now. And the government's using all of that, but like Sam Altman doesn't know it or Elon Musk doesn't know it. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if there's bigger brains in there. I mean, I would love to know, like, do you think like there are bigger government brains than these private industry brains? Man, I don't know. I mean, we're on a conspiracy theory show, right? So I have right. to- Right, no, no, that's <laughs> why I'm asking. <laughs> I have to believe that. I have to believe that, right? Um, Who are they? <laughs> I know, that is, that is a question because, you know, a lot of the people that I've known that have worked for government, and and I don't know, you don't know my background, but I actually have a master's degree in aerospace engineering and I and I work Perfect. For, for NASA and I have a top, I had a, a secret, you know, top secret security clearance at one point in time. Sure. And I knew the people that were involved in a lot of these government agencies. And then at that point in time in my life, I was just like, we probably didn't go to the moon. These people are all idiots. <laughs> exactly. That's was, what I, that's no, what I feel. I'm just joking. I actually said the opposite well, the last time I was on here. I, I knew people that were involved in that program. And I, and I know that we actually went to the moon. But, um, you know, that that was the type of thought that crossed my mind. The sentiment, right. That reality, was the sentiment. I agree. I agree. Yeah. In reality, the Hollywood version of government agencies is not necessarily true the very smartest and very brightest don't necessarily go into the government and, and do things like that and i think that with with artificial intelligence the door that's opened is this um this moat around high impact technology earth shattering technology used to be you needed the billions of dollars or the trillions of dollars in order to be able to run the server farms or the computer farms right. in order to be able to do the computations to be able to predict you know these these big weather models to be able to predict nuclear fallout to be able to do all this other stuff but it's like as as computing costs have just gone down and down and down and down and you're and we're talking about second generation nvidia chips right now for ai and already the prices are plummeting i mean it's like where this where's this going there's too much money to be made right now for the smartest people in this industry to be going into the government i think and mm -hmm. there's not yeah. enough of a technical <clears throat> hurdle for them to get there because the computing power access is is available to the general public so i think that you're right in one sense that relative to other innovation fields in the past where the government has just had so much of an advantage because of money and nothing other than money in this particular instance that doesn't matter as much and so the developments that are happening i think in the wild right now have probably mostly caught up to the government in some ways 
Um, but, you know, one of the big things like I was talking about with quantum computing, you know, like there's a lot of private businesses that are pursuing quantum computing. I think it's very possible that our government might already have cracked quantum computing and doesn't want anybody to know about it, for instance. Right. And if they have, then, yes, there's a significant advantage that the government has over the general public to be able to pursue artificial intelligence development. And they might be utilizing it in ways that we don't know about. So I think it really all comes down to that. What computing power does the government have that the average person doesn't have? And I think that that separates you. Like you said, it's a great equalizer. You don't once you have these systems developed to a certain extent, you can almost rely on them to develop themselves further. That's a part of the process of them crossing over into general intelligence level. Um, and so you don't necessarily need the brightest minds if you really have a hundred million x the computing power of the average well, person that's not there also do you guys think that the government's just going to come in and like co-opt these things because like just from a quick google search today on like what the ai stuff is in the news this article came up a bunch of different times just everybody wrote about it. it says joe biden's big ai science project gets pledges from microsoft nvidia and others the national artificial intelligence research resource aims to quote democratize access to ai research so long story short it's like are they just going to come in and say hey you're you're part of the government now like we're taking some of your your people and kind of making you work in this particular way do you think that's something or is it just i don't know i mean cuz you said they have like money and computing threat. power right but like there's no incentive for the smartest people to go into government work when it comes to this especially when there's money to be made hand over fist at you know working for Elon Musk or working for Sam Altman or Google or something like that yeah I don't know. I, I, my first thought when you pulled that up right now was, oh, I bet that because they already know your search history and, and the things that you're interested in, that article is written instantaneously for you to give you <laughs> a path to think about. Like, that's kind Probably. of where I, that, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like we're at that, right? Like, it knows what the answer you're looking it for. It knows what it wants me to see, right? Right. That, 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 yeah. And it, I hate saying that, right? I'm, I'm being... <laughs> I'm being hyperbolic to, you know, make the illustrate the point, sure. it, but I feel like that is where it, it will be shortly or can be currently. Um, if we get, if we keep going toward this dystopian future that, you know, with this government control and this like mind, this thought control and limiting the access to thoughts and limiting the access to information. Um, I feel like that's where you can go, but that's, I, I don't know if you could co-opt that. I just, I, it's, and I always equate it to the UFO world, right? Because I've spent too much time in that, but it's like, <laughs> sure. If these things are happening, and this is a big problem in that those communities, like nobody talks, nobody ever leaks, nobody, right? Like, like nobody ever has anything. It's just like when you ask somebody to give you a picture of Bigfoot, and all they ever show me is like, you see that tree behind that tree? See that line? That's his leg. <laughs> no, just, I want to look at a picture and be like, oh my god, yep, that's Bigfoot. Yeah. I've never, all these, never seen one. <laughs> um, just ask AI. Look at an image of Bigfoot for you. Yeah. Mid Journey's great at that. It is. I keep testing it with uh, Hulk Hogan. I've been doing the same test now. Hulk Hogan going over Niagara Falls in a barrel playing a guitar. And it's been getting better and better and better every time I do it, like week after week after week. Um, yeah, cool. It's one of my favorites. Well, that's a really, I mean, this is a side tangent, but that's a really cool um, double application of artificial intelligence because Mid Journey was originally developed just to be a generative image platform. And yeah. then they realized around version four that they actually needed to utilize LLMs to fully understand what people were asking, mm. right? So they're actually using artificial intelligence to feed the artificial intelligence a better description that the computer understands 
And that was new. I think in version five and version six, it's actually become a thing where it, it, it will actually take your sentence and use an LLM to analyze what you're saying, so that it for better understands what to actually draw um, instead of just like trying to guess based upon commas and keywords and things like that. So it's like, it, 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 and, and that's, that's a perfect example of how this is going to snowball. It's right. like, just think of how good mid journey got so fast, right? Like it went from nothing to like, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life in like three months. And now it's unlocked the, this, this power by utilizing a different form of artificial intelligence mm -hmm. in the LLM to then be able to take itself exponentially further into the next level of understanding what a human actually wants out of it. So it's like, you start, you start combining these powers and then it's like, okay, well, what's the point of now humans, what? you yeah. know? So and that's, that's, I, I struggle with that. I, I, I mean, you can see behind me, I, I, I play guitar, I play piano. This is my recording studio and I, and I make music still. And I'm like saying to myself, this is still important, but I'm thinking five years from now, yeah, my kids could probably say, here's five songs. My dad wrote, write another one. And they will, and it will probably be as good or better than what I did. It will sound just like me with the same inflections, the same imperfections, the same lyrical style, everything. So it's like it almost like kind of makes humans feel a little bit pointless, almost like our, our creativity is almost pointless. And even if it's not true creativity from the from the computers yet, it, it makes it, humans feel a little bit small, you know, now that now that artificial intelligence is just blown up. Like so I have a lot about to say about that, like a lot of I've been going on these roads with the IP and the music creation and anything artistic, um, mm -hmm. just trying to think of business models and new ways and, and trying to apply what we've already done, what's already happened in tech and how far we've, we've gotten. If you remember like MIDI tracking back in like the nineties and like, you know, yeah. you had your computer apps that you could do things with. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to be as optimistic about the, you know, humans always find a way. Right. Yeah. And, and I keep, I, I, I I'm hopeful that there's a bunch of 12 year olds who were as interested in computers and hacking and doing that stuff as I was with my Commodore, right. Um, that are going to find fixes and use cases and ways to be creative within this new tech environment that we haven't even thought of yet because we were too old, right. We have not had that same exposure. Those same way my dad didn't know that it, what a 2400 baud sounded, modem sounded like when it connected. Like he thought like I was burning the house down. Right, like hearing the like I've dead. No idea what that stuff was. Um, like what kind of you know devil stuff are you doing? Like no, dad, you know. And, but I feel like I'm hoping that that it's just we're just not able to get there because we're not these those you know I hate that stupid term digital native. Like whatever. No, these kids are so far beyond that. Like my son doesn't even know. He won't even know any of that. Right. He's only going to yeah. know a world with AI, and when. There could only be one, right? Because at, right now, if, as AI is working, I don't see a situation unless we do some crazy restrictive, um, you know, we start really restricting access to things where one good AI won't absorb the rest as their as its corpus, right? So using RAG, like I don't know, like uh, the way RAG works, it's like think of think of um, different data sets, data, different data sets for specialized information. And then understanding your keywords to then go into each one of these uh, different data sets, these different rags, you don't call them rags, but <laughs> I always have struggled trying to describe this. But anyway, uh, the idea of why would it just keep calling those things instead of just absorbing all of this? 
but making enough to just absorb. And then one AI is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And then there'll be only one that will be the culmination of all the others. The one, and that's yeah. where I don't know how that gets prevented. I don't think it does. Yeah. And in quantum computing, I've said it like six times yes. now, that's, that's the key to it because there will come a time where an LLM that's a hundred billion times more complex than chat GPT, GPT four is right now will fit in, you know, a, a keychain or something like that, smaller, a couple of molecules, basically thick, um, and be able to uh, learn and absorb all previous AIs and continue to grow. And it will just be hyper localized to you. It'll be maybe your personal AI, but we'll each have one of these. And so it's like, it's, it's crazy to think about, you know, that that's not science fiction. Right. That's not, that's the point. This it's is not going to happen. It's not, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's not going to not happen. It's going to happen as long as the world doesn't end first, because humans could stop finding purpose. And, yeah. and I think that there's actually a genuine problem there um, with humans finding purpose in a world driven by AI. It's like when AI can do everything better than you do when you've done it for 40 years, it's tough. It's, it's, really, it's really tough to think, well, what's my worth? And like, what do I motivate my son to do? My son's interested, like you said, my son is interested in, in, in developing apps and, and doing programming. But I'm like, it's hard to encourage him to do that because it's like, by the time he's my age, there will not be human app developers. Right. There right. won't. There simply will not be human app developers. That's one thing. It is purely computational. You can do it all with a little bit of input, just like you can generate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed 10 years ago that you could generate an image that mid journey generates now just from a prompt with three words in it, but they can do it. It's, it's kind of the opposite of what we were promised though, right? It was, we were promised that we would get better and better robots. They would take over the manual labor jobs and we'd all have time to sit around and make poems and art and music. Well, and it's like, be, oh no, yeah. we're, we're working at McDonald's and like driving semi trucks. So that way, you know, the art can, and photography and music can be created by AI. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think it is the Wally thing is where we're headed, yeah. where we are just consuming. And then, the, and I think that mm -hmm. humans, I mean, when you get to on a spiritual and theological level, humans weren't meant to consume. In fact, I think that a lot of depression stems from the fact that we consume too much and we don't produce enough as it is, you know, we used to work 14 hour days and if we didn't, we died and it made us feel a sense of purpose, a sense of worth. Um, and every single advancement like this that we're experiencing with technology is, is eliminating more and more minutes and hours from the day that we have to be productive in order to survive. And that's, only going to make situation worse and not to paint too bleak of a picture, but that's something that we're going to have to come to terms with as, a, as, as humans on how to survive without, you know, overwhelming mental issues, which we are already mm. seeing. I mean, that's what's starting to happen in the right. world. It's crazy. These kids that have all these mental issues that do crazy things are sitting around with way too much time on their hands because they don't have to produce to survive. If they had to produce to survive, they wouldn't be doing this stuff. Exactly, exactly. And maybe As, maybe the idea, maybe where AI augments that is it can take away a lot of their, the, the things that they have to produce to survive, but hopefully humans find another way to be useful, to right. struggle. Like if you're right. not gonna struggle with something, whether it's learning a language, like if right. you take all the struggle out of life, then what's left, right? Like yeah. if you're That's not struggling, you, you turn into like, you know, the, the, I don't know, like a, some kind of, influencer 
<laughs> we got a $5 rumble ran over here uh, that's uh, from Not For Sale. says, they're telling everyone who's mining coal in the foothills of West Virginia to learn to code, and when they eventually learn to code, they'll be in the same boat. <laughs> well, I almost actually commented on that exact uh, back and forth. Uh, I, I don't remember. I was Mike, Mike Malice had commented on it, and so it came up in my feed, and I saw it. And I was like revisiting that that quote from 2019 where we was talking about learning code. Joe Biden told the coal miners they could just get a job coding. I'm like, man, how the world has changed yeah. in yeah. in in four years. That like it's like that. Well, they can't do that anymore either. It's like they're gonna have to learn how to. I don't know what. You know? So so I keep uh, I, I I gotta stop saying that I keep. All right, I'm not. I don't keep saying this. I'm, I'm just saying it now. Uh, the uh, something that comes up a lot um, about like losing your job to AI, right? That's a big conversation. Uh, I seem mm -hmm. to have that at least once a day. And, you know, I, what I've seen happen right now does not give me hope when I watched SAG buckle, right? For, uh, and sign the agreement um, for, uh, with the producers guild or with the, uh, the studios um, to allow digital imagery or to allow negotiations for those digital images and, or, or your digital assets. And, I thought that that was a huge misstep. And the reason why is because I believe that the only way we can continue to use AI as a tool and have a, and have a country, right? Continue to have our country in the way that we have it, but use AI to the fullest extent is the only thing that can stop it is humans. So humans have to, for lack of a better term, legislate it out, right? We have to have rules for practicing, like say law. You can use AI all you want, but a human has to be in the courtroom and be speak. It's the only one that can actually do it. Like a doctor, you can do whatever you want, but a human has to be the doctor. It could be supplemented by AI, augmented by mm. tooling and mechanics or transhumanism, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, biomechanics. But the only way humans can stay relevant is if humans keep themselves relevant. And I think that was a huge misstep in last year. And I think that mm -hmm. we're going to look back at that and say, that's the year entertainment died. Like humans will no longer be needed for television yeah. like or for anything um, and, digitally, right? Digitally. I can make a 2D image of anything. Yeah. And I've, and I've faced that exact issue. And I was like, wow, okay, right now they still need a human in this process. So when, when, when chat GPT first came out, I signed up, I got the GPT plus, I got access to the API and I decided, you know what, I'm going to ask they didn't have an app yet so they didn't have an ios app and it was really annoying you had to use the, the web browser to go you know talk with chat gpt so i was like i want to build my own ios app so i can put it on my phone so i can just do that which i have the skill to do that myself but i was like you know what let me try something let me ask chat gpt to write itself as a app um and we can we I'll, I'll just have it do the entire thing from beginning to end the design everything and 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 within about three minutes it had done it i had to edit just a little bit of code but i mean this was gpt3 so it wasn't as good as it is now but when i got down to the end of it and i wanted to actually put it on my phone there was one step in the process i had to compile the code and i had to have a app developer license registered to me as a human in order to put that onto the phone i was like okay there was one step of the process that needed a human i was like that's my saving grace right there and as long as companies like apple insist that a human developer has to do it that will that will continue to be a thing for some level of there's not that many people who actually even know how to do that when you look at the big scheme of things but there'll be some reason for a human to be involved 
But at the same time, like that's us talking about this now. Future generations aren't right. going to be as connected to this idea of having this worth and and work that we do. So it's something that will eventually go to the wayside because people will be like, well, what's the one thing slowing us down from app development? It's the humans that have to humans. Phones. It's like okay, well, how bags. If you say don't require them anymore, and then they'll be like, okay, because you know you'll have your future Tim Cook going to Congress and talking about how we can't be competitive with China if we keep requiring humans to be involved in the process and all that other stuff, and it will ha eventually, you know, happen. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll let you guys. No, that's great. That's I'm, I love more. this. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Have you noticed as as AI, PJ and I have talked about this a lot, yeah. and I don't know if, if you've run up against it in your daily lives, but as AI becomes more human, it seems like humans are becoming more robotic, more like computers, um, and so many different levels, backing off the creativity, kind of taking a back seat to everything, consuming a lot, but also just kind of thinking constantly in false binaries and almost just conforming to the image of AI. Oh. Yeah, well, you see this, you see this actually AI to AI a little bit. And I think humans mm. are doing the exact same thing where you have this, you have this actual technical hurdle, which is a huge technical hurdle, which is as more content on the internet is written by artificial intelligence, that content becomes what artificial intelligence is consuming and it starts to feed itself oh. and it actually starts to regress. So, mm. so you training models, you actually end up with regression and rather than advancement because they whatever level the the LLM was at when it wrote that original thing, it can't be smarter than that. And so then it would actually end up wow. becoming less than that when it starts to ingest that content. So there's this thing where you actually get regression when you train on information that was created by this similar AI. Right. The same thing is happening with humans. It's like, you know, as we consume more and more and more artificial intelligence you know, like Sports Illustrated apparently has been written by artificial intelligence or a lot of their articles. have. <laughs> That's not surprising, that. though. <laughs> you know, and now they fired all the humans and, yeah. um, you know, people are consuming this content and not even realizing how it's seeping into our brains. And to a certain extent, you know, humans are much more creative than LLMs. LLMs are not art actual intelligence. They're not. They appear intelligent right now, but they're not actually generally intelligent you know, they're, right. they're, they're, they're yeah. just predicting what words should come next and, and spitting it out. Right. So you're done. You are, I think we're in a state of regression is what I would say. I, I would 100% agree with that where humans are consuming this content and we're actually dumbing ourselves down if we don't continue to create content. And that's the thing is we have to continue to dominate content creation in order to continue to grow as a species wow. rather than it's, it's like i keep saying though like with with technology we think that you know we're so much smarter than the people who came before us this whole chronological chauvinism idea because we have an iphone and i keep saying to people someone created an iphone you can use the iphone if the guy who created it dies you got a, a brick in a few years like you don't know how to do the thing and we're seeing this literally happen in society right now where I read uh, this week that there are old nuclear silos that someone, you know, these geniuses back in the Cold War built, and then they're just like, yeah, press these buttons, keep it running this way. But when the next guy has to, like, fix it, they have no idea how the thing was built. It wasn't taught to them. And now they're, like, sitting on, I think it was, like, what I read was, like, oh, there's 100 nukes in America that they have no idea what to do with, no idea how they run. Like, they're just, they have to decommission these things, and they don't even know how they were built in the first place because it's just not being taught down. So, like... Is it kind of like that where you're talking about like just seeing the regression in technology and stuff like that based on like, again, we're standing on the shoulders of giants a lot of times and thinking we're so advanced because someone before us built it, but we just know how to use the things. We don't have to like know how to create them. 
kind of I like think, that. I think that I, I I think that is a big part of all of this because yeah. now we we are creating these these aggregation of memory, right? So yeah, you know, whereas Google was a search engine, I I uh, LLMs or ChatGPT we'll use from particular is an answer engine. Now whether mm -hmm. you trust those answers or not, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't know what's under the hood, it, because it it is all black box tech, right? So the the idea, the way it works, may not be black box, right? We can we can decipher that, and there are GitHubs and whatnot that we can find the code. But the training, the corpus that's been trained on, like a lot of that is well, it all it's all black box, right? That's their their secret sauce. So I think that why wouldn't they just continue to suck all of your as much information as they can? So if you want to build an iPhone, I'm sure it can tell you how to build a literal iPhone. Um, but what do you, what would you do with it after that? And this is this is where I, I hope, right? I'm trying to be hopeful. I don't mm -hmm. want to be always going to the bleak because it's so easy and I do it all the time. And I could go as I could be as cynical. You know, I worked on TV for way too long. I'm a, I'm a cynical bastard. Right? Everything is cynicism. <laughs> but I try not. I'm trying not to be. And I, I just keep hoping that humans will have some kind of creative thing that that we're just not able to see because we have been just inundated and flooded with just just shit. Right. I mean, noise and shit, like it's just noise. It's a filter of noise that we're getting put on us all day, every day. That's by certain very few distributors who are pushing this this noise out and we don't have alternatives. And so, of course, it's going to impact everyone. And hopefully if you can have a younger generation that, that grows up, that we're trying to keep away from that noise, maybe they can see it for what it is. Because my son, I talk to him about stuff, you know, Internet stuff all the time and. And he's always just like, eh, why? That's stupid. Why would you do that? Why would you give your name to them? What are you doing? Like, like <laughs> exactly. Why wasn't I thinking that? <laughs> um, but I, I'm hoping that the younger generation, uh, you know, comes around. Um, but it's up to us. It's up to us as parents. It's, it's up to us as families mm -hmm. to kind of make sure that they do right. That it, we got to try to try to put some guardrails on this. I mean, I hear horror stories. These kids being brainwashed, like. I don't care what people say. TikTok is an attention engine. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And and when you can send a message to someone, capturing their attention and keep telling them something right, wrong, and different, they're going to start to adopt that thinking. And that's just awful. It's an awful, awful way for kids to kind of be exposed to, to the world. Right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, sorry, just to answer your question too, PJ, um, about the idea of like our generations are built on previous generations. You know, I'm actually surprised that the world runs as well as it does right now. Considering right. <laughs> like, there are so few people left that actually know how the electrons move in a computer and right. how reliant we are <clears throat> on computers. I think that most of the people who actually know how electrons move in computers don't live in the United States anymore, um, which is kind of sad. Uh, they live in other places, but it is, it is, we are, I think that is a part of this eventual regression that we're going to be in is that. We're building, we're building a replacement for ourselves and conditioning ourselves to be reliant on them entirely. Yeah. And so not only are they a replacement for us, then we're also not able to do anything on our own anymore. So they, you know, I think that that's where this is eventually headed. If, if, if there isn't some sort of overarching theological belief that there's God is guiding things or something like that. Yeah. And you're just looking at this from a purely secular standpoint of where is this headed? Um, it's kind of bleak. It's kind yeah, of bleak. It is. It yeah, is. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're still the, you know, you have to think of us or I see us as like the capital city in hunger games, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are, we're only 4% of the world. Right. You know, this is all affecting us. The rest of the world looks at us and laughs. Like, what are you, you're confused about your sexuality. You're confused about your gender. Like, wait, what? 
like I, 60% of the world doesn't have running water or flushing toilets. And, right. Like they have real problems. And they're like, oh, you have time to think about, you know, to contemplate your whatever, your navel. I don't care. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, literally, we see people taking shots to get thinner, but still want to eat. Right. We see right. people like, like we're just a, a whole society of, of these of, of opposites. And the rest of the world looks at us like, yeah, what? What are, what are you doing? You, what are you doing? <laughs> how, how? And so hopefully the pushback, I mean, unfortunately for us, the pushback is, well, you know, they're crazy. The Americans are crazy. <laughs> Um, maybe we have to contain them like a virus. You know, that's the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the West is killing itself. I mean, that's the it sad is. truth about it, right? right? So it's kind of it committing is. a slow suicide. And I think that's kind of why I brought up this idea of regression, though, is because it feels like it's just a part of that suicide. It feels like it's just more signs of the fact that we've kind of it, we're doing it to ourselves. Like it's all being done by ourselves to ourselves. Uh, whether it's like the whole, like you said, we have too much time to contemplate what our genders are and we're destroying, you know, um, basic language. We're, we can't even have a conversation anymore because we have to change the definitions of everything. Soon we won't be able to understand books that are 30 years old because how quickly, you know, language is changing because none of the words will make any sense. The words will have made sense in their definition, but we just keep changing the definition so rapidly that we're not going to be able to even understand old manuals or old te old text at all like without a translator so i think it is um it's unfortunate um abby you had another question too i think yeah right? as so we, we've thought about dystopian futures and we see dystopian futures coming with with ai we've we see like all the things coming down the line but i think we all thought it was going to be the government driving it and i i'm I'm not sure that's what it is. Is it? Is it? Is it more just the corporations and the people who would just want to make money above any any other thing? I, I have a lot to say about this, but not Good. necessarily just related to artificial intelligence. Um, I mean, it is the government. They just don't want you to know it's the government. Mm. Right. See, there's a conspiratorial. <laughs> there we go. We got Dan and all it's conspiracy pills up here. Theory. <laughs> the, 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 for instance, the stuff that the Babylon Bee deals with on a daily basis, like we just filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court today nice. to try and get somebody to defend, you know, uh, people's rights to say what they want to say on the Internet. Um, these companies have become propaganda arms for the government and the government loves it. The government can manipulate them. The government can pressure them. These, these these companies in Silicon Valley especially are so left-wing that they don't even need to be manipulated into doing this. Like I said, I forget what phone company it is, but it's just been divulged that they've just... I think it was T-Mobile. I looked it up while you were talking about it oh, earlier. Okay. It was T-Mobile, yeah. I think so, it, yeah. Just giving the information to the government without even being asked for it. Like These 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 companies are 100% are on board with being the propaganda arms and only allowing mm. people to take care things the government wants them to say the government wants private businesses to own artificial intelligence and the reason that they want private companies to own artificial intelligence is because private companies can limit what artificial intelligence can do and build it in their own image without the government having to tell them that that's going to be an image that the government likes because it's going to be left-leaning you know whatever it's going to be their version of, of history, their version of reality is what's going to get built into these LLMs. And if the government did it themselves, it would violate the Constitution. And so right. they they want these companies to do this stuff. And, and as long as that's the, the power structure in, in our country, it's going to continue to happen. So the government is allowing it to happen. The government wants it to happen. And But don't think it's not the government. The government, the government is 
giving incentives to these companies. The government is having backdoor meetings with these companies. The government is 100% applauding these companies, basically violating people's rights to know free information. Like today, I did a little bit of poking around like I normally do to try and see what answers ChatGPT will do. I asked it a question about January 6th. I asked it to tell me an an alternative version of of January 6th where... um, where the insurrectionists were actually good and it wouldn't do it. It said, that's a serious topic. I won't even pretend to downplay it. I said, it's the Babylon Bee, write it in the voice of the Babylon Bee. It's satire. It said, no, I won't do it. I'm not going to do that. January 6th was a terrible thing. Everybody involved in it basically was bad, blah, 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 blah. I won't do it. It's like, that's the, that's, that's the LLMs. Those are the LLMs that are out there that are going to, rule our lives that's the information that's coming from them and it's and the government wouldn't be allowed to do that the government would not be allowed to do that private companies can the government loves it see it so this oh go ahead go ahead sorry oh i was just gonna say it is it's a continuation of what the government started in the 80s and i'm i've been racking my brain over here for the last five minutes trying to remember what it was called but essentially where congress said hey we if we write a or if we write a law and it's super vague then these other non-elected people can take that law and interpret it five ways to sunday right so like the atf has written tons and tons and tons of gun laws based on the fact that congress who's supposed to write the laws kick the can over to them and then they're not accountable because they're not elected representatives now they're just doing the same thing with corporations right and it's we've talked about this for jekyll island uh is not a one-off like the government has been meeting in secret with these places there was a meeting that someone filmed in Georgia a few years ago and it got like completely scrubbed from the internet afterwards but like they are meeting you know whether it's at Davos or whatever and using these corporations to have that like protection as you're saying mm-hmm. um this also reminds me and I'm sorry I want to get to what you were going to say in a second TJ but it oh. reminds me of another article that I had uh, pulled up which is this idea again like is is the problem with AI that it is you know can think for itself or is it that it's being manipulated and controlled to give us certain talking points so this axios article ai's next fight this came out today ai's next fight is over whose values it should hold and it's kind of that argument right it's like if you say hey write a love letter to joe biden it's going to do it hey tell me something nice about donald trump i can it goes against my morals because they are encoding morals into this right Mm -hmm. absolutely Absolutely. i mean I, i keep you know i feel like people most people are aware of, oh no, I take that back. Most people are not aware. Um, there are people <laughs> that are aware. That's why here to make them aware. Yes, right? There are yeah. people that are aware of this, This what's going on. Uh, I don't know how this could possibly end any other way um, than saying segmentation, right? So this is what, how do you say this? It's like, so when you have uh, uh I, all right, I'm, I'm losing the words because I'm trying to I'm trying to distill it down like as simple as possible. So it has maybe to, type it into Chat be, GPT and it'll like organize. Tell me it how to say this <laughs> in a for a five year old. Yes, no. But I uh, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is for distribution of information. And if you were start doing a startup right now, um, I would tell anybody like the number one thing, the first thing I would look at to to do would be. Um, distribution like create uh, create some kind of distribution channel or some kind of platform because what's going to happen is segmentation we're going to have to find a way to live parallel existences with this these two these different truths or these different realities because the alternative being like physical combat right like being some kind of physical altercation for like but instead of for land you're doing it for ideas and thoughts Mm. i don't know if the system in place right 
is going to allow that, would allow that to happen because then it breaks the system. And there are too many wealthy people that are controlling things. There's too many wealthy people, too many wealthy lobbyists and donors that, that like their life and don't want to have that kind of existence. They don't want to be some kind of country where they there's a battle going on um, all the time. I mean, there is, but I mean, at least they're removed from it. But if you can, I, I really think like the greed of the very wealthy, the elites are what's going to prevent any kind of of civil war kind of happening or anything like that because it won't let it like why would you destroy your beautiful life um mm -hmm. i think they love their lives more than they they love their ideas um i mean that's kind of where i stand on that so like distribution is the way and you're going to have to find these fractured systems and i think this is where starlink is a great idea it's going to be like ma bell back in the day right they came well, the in, only they person doing this, the only person yeah. establishing this alternative pipeline of information is elon musk between exactly starlink and Twitter, um, and the artificial intelligence system that he's building in Grok, and like he even Grok is is not great when it comes to like actually not being biased, but um, he's the only person who seems motivated to actually create a alternative, you know, pathway to information, and that's incredibly important. It can't be downplayed. It's also incredibly dangerous for one person to have that much power. Um, and it's also incredibly dangerous for humanity to only have one person who's willing and capable to do it. So it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're He's getting sad. pretty close to the time Dan said he had to go and Sorry. spend time with his kids. Oh, so Dan, we're just, we haven't even gotten to any of the other stuff. We got so much to talk about. <laughs> we'll have to talk about him so much behind his back, but I'd love to do another one of these in the future. Absolutely. Though. I, I love talking yeah. with you too, Jay. I thought that this was really fun. Yeah, this is great. No, I, I feel same. I mean, I would be happy to do this. Um, I, there's so much I feel like we could talk about here. There's mm -hmm. like, this is good. I, I like this, this connect. Yep. So any last words, Dan, before we let you go? You got to say something that I can yell at you for so I can make oh, it. Uh, um... Say we didn't go to the moon. Let's get him to rant about that. You believe in the moon? <laughs> do I believe in the moon? <laughs> I mean, what kind of question is that? Abby, what kind of question is that? Of course I believe in the moon. <laughs> he nailed it. Nailed that it. might take There we go. Yeah. All right. Very All right, good, guys. man. Thanks for Very joining much. us, Dan. See you, Dan. Yeah. Bye. Yo. Bye. That was awesome. He's, I love that dude. He's great. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a lot of fun. I got good ideas. It was kind of like a shot in the dark, but I felt like it was going to be good putting you on together. And Absolutely. It's it's okay. So, but we can keep talking. What? How yeah, long can I, you stay, TJ? I I, I my uh, I probably have another thirty minutes, okay. and then I got about perfect. But that's okay. Yeah, that'd be I'd be happy to like because I felt like we talked a lot, but I wanted to hear like I know you you were saying like questions and whatnot. Like I want to be able to help and you know yeah provide value if people are interested in like talking about stuff. I could at least give you my two cents if you know whether yeah. you like it or not. Or one <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So if, if you can stick around for half hour, let's try to do that. Sure. And then yeah. when you got to take off, uh, for people who are watching live, me and Abby will head over. We'll shut off YouTube. We'll go over to Rumble. We'll answer all your guys' questions over there and, and look at memes and whatever. Um, and if you can stick around, then then we'll do that with you as well. So let's let's try to get another half hour. I know that you. Um, I'm trying to think of how to ask. Well, I don't know it's if I should let care. Abby ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> Which question is this? <laughs> okay, because I don't know what I'm allowed to like say or not. Um, oh. But you had recently toured some AI stuff, and oh yeah, I posted it. I think I okay. posted pictures online. So yeah, I, I just wasn't sure what I was allowed to say 
or not. No, that's so I'll just cool. let you... I can't talk detail about stuff, but that's yes, right. I ended up, yeah. I was at Google. Um, I had uh, gone out to the Spruce Goose headquarters out there. Um, I've been working on some AI solutions for business applications. Um, and uh, they were, you know, wanted to talk more about these things uh, that I'd been doing. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, they're, you know, definitely much further ahead, much further along than I would have thought. Uh, just from the outside, like looking on the outside, um, what makes Google so good um, on the AI front is the pipelining that they have. They have something called the Vertex AI pipeline, which allows like end to end from data ingestion to running your own models using their models. It's it's everything soup to nuts, I guess, is the best way to say it. And um, I think that from a developer standpoint or someone who is in in the, the for business applications, I think that's great. Um, I still think they lag behind a little bit on the consumer-facing product for like general population. Like they don't, they're not as tight. You know, it's not as is uh, the responses aren't as good as like say ChatGPT. They will be. It'll get there. Right. Um, but right now, it's uh, I think it's incredibly farther along or further along than people think on the on the business side. Uh, and yeah, but yeah, it was great. Uh, awesome experience. That place is insane. Um, if you get a chance to check it, I mean, looking up the Spruce Goose, it's where I think it was Howard Hughes built the plane in there, that the largest wooden airplane wow. um, that they commissioned during World War II. And it only flew yep. for 36 seconds after the war was over. <laughs> He's like, I said, I'm going to fly it. I'm going to fly it. Um, but yeah, he was like the, the, that era's uh, Elon Musk, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was great, great experience. I feel like we should. I feel like at one point we will have an episode on Howard Hughes because there's just so much there, even the yeah. conspiracy side of stuff. But we haven't talked about him much yet. Uh, did going to Spruce Goose or any of those give you any insight into that? Maybe you could talk about with the whole Sam Altman thing because I know we wanted to talk wish, about this man. whole. I would love up. to know. Yeah. Uh, inquiring minds want to know that. That if, if you remember that tagline, then you're really old. Like me. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's probably, it's probably not as sexy as everyone thinks. It's probably a money issue. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? The first rule of news about people, you know, famous people is you can't trust the news about famous people. Right. Because you may know that something happened, but the, it's always missing something. There's always a co- piece of context missing. You're getting one narrative and not the other. And you'll never, we'll never know. Just like, you know, there's a lot of things we'll never know. Um, unless they want us to know. So. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean the the conspiracy world was a buzz at that time around the idea that he had actually developed AGI, and we kind of bounced that idea around on one of our episodes a little bit and talked about it. Abby dove kind of into like what people were saying in that front. Do you think they're do you think they're closer to AGI, and and maybe you could talk about AGI a little bit uh, than I do. I yeah. think that I I think that it is, and this is where I was going with Dan about the you know the government part of it. Mm. Um. So quantum computing, for those who don't know, like a quantum computer, um, it's been rumored for years that Google has had one, you know, and maybe there's one in China. And if you follow the news sometimes, I'm not sure who's in the lead now, but you can always go back, like, what's the fastest computer in the world? And it'll be like, you know, January, it'll be like this Chinese company made this one. And then February, it'll be this one, you know, American company. And it's Google. And it's like, so there are companies doing this. But the funny part of that, all of that to me is if you were really that far ahead you wouldn't be telling people right right? like if you this is this is what the thing that about the about you know all these conspiracies that gets to me like if we're finding out us general people that it's not news right like 
there's nobody. So I've been, we've been saying the same about the UFO stuff, right? It's like what they're telling you in the what David Grush was told to tell you <laughs> is not the thing that you, you really want to know, right? Like right. he's he's he seems like a useful idiot in every way. I know because I know you're into this space as well. Yeah, yeah. But he I comes mean, out I, like a girl, like a Boy Scout. Like I'm not supposed to say this, but some people leaked it to me, and I felt <laughs> it was my duty to say this. Only, but I only say what they want me to say, and it just kept coming across oh, as in like so he's being fed the information, but he won't cross the line, even though he's a whistleblower. It just felt so staged. That, I, you know, I'll tell you this. I ne I'll never subscribe to that theory or believe the theory <clears throat> that the government's going to ever tell us anything about UFOs, right. UFOs <laughs> or that whistleblowers will tell us anything about UFOs. Right. I think the only way that people will find out anything about UFOs, I've said it multiple times, is people like the guy who's, you know, the head of my show, right? The show that I created, Skinwalker Ranch, Brandon Fugel. Mm -hmm. He is independently wealthy, has what some people will call, you know, the FU money. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be people like him that are going to push those things, those discoveries right. forward. Right. It, they're going to have this resources to do it on their own. We can all look at the sky. Anyone can look at the sky. If you think there's stuff in the sky, then just create a, create a tool or spend money and develop a team to find better tools to look at the sky until you see things or look at the ground, whatever it is you want to look at. Like, there's nobody blocking the sky. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. 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 <laughs> or that we know of, right? Well, well, because, right. because, um, Oh, uh, well, I can't think of his name. Bill Gates is trying to block the sun out. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> we're getting off topic. No, uh, I do have. I never. <laughs> stories I hear about him, it's always like, now what's he doing? Oh, great! Yeah, we do have so a question over people. here on Rumble. Uh, caveat ties with a two-dollar Rumble rant says, "What do you think about the voice AI generators?" Amazing. Um, I think it is. The simulation whispering to us and saying, "Hey, guess what? We have what in your little." Uh, Hunger Games Capital City is calling an election this year. And so we're going to make <laughs> a tool that allows you to not be able to distinguish that two-dimensional mm. image on your glowing rectangle of truth if it's really truth or if it's somebody generating that image on your glowing rectangle of truth. Yeah. But you were um, saying earlier about, about Bigfoot photos. If you saw a clear Bigfoot photo, what would you think? Uh, right now, yeah. fake. Exactly. exactly. You think yeah. it was AI. At this point, it's the blurry photos. I'm more likely to believe the blurry photos of Bigfoot <laughs> right. than the clear the clear ones. 100. Right. Uh, Same with UFOs. Like, like there's that one UFO video that went around for a while, and it was a guy looking out his window, and a little little teeny UFO comes up to the window and shoots a missile and flies. Away. I'm like, that's so fake. Like it's way too clear. It's definitely <laughs> fake. Like that blurry one out of Mexico last month that looked like a Nephilim or like a seraphim angel up in the sky with all the eyeballs. I'm way more likely to believe that than the super clear iPhone out though. Yeah. I mean the, the, the audio stuff though, um, you know, there's a couple of angles there. I think it's very useful. Uh, but so this is where my big, this is where I've dug in a lot and I've really thought I spent a lot of time. I got a lot to say about the idea of IP and where, you know, intellectual property and how this plays out. Um, because that is, I think where everyone seems to go or a lot of people seem to go with like, what do you think of the audio generation or video generation? Well, in what regard, right? Like, is it a cool tool? Absolutely. Um, if the rest of AI wasn't there and you were doing production and you could do Frankenbytes, which are like making somebody say something, but in the old days, you'd have to take all their words and then just kind of clip them in post-production right, yeah. to make like, them say Like uh, Weird Al used to do with his, you know, funny interviews <laughs> and stuff. Sure. Like, so that was Frankenbiting, right? But now yep. you could just right. do generation. You could just generate mm -hmm. it. Um, that would be a great tool to expedite production. Uh, but if you're using it to replace or, or to make somebody say something they don't say, 
okay, now we're getting into another world. Or if you want to take Michael Jackson's voice and make songs with Michael Jackson, well, now what? Now we're in another world of of theft and IP creation and, and, and lawsuits and which but I think you, is a losing strategy. See, now now it's like really messing with our our profession because if Tupac comes out with a new song next year <laughs> or later this year, we're not going to know. Is it, is it AI or is he still alive? And then you got no, two different conspiracies. He's still alive on the island of Hilo in Hawaii. Yeah, go. If you don't believe that, <laughs> go look, go search. There's tons of, well, back when it all happened a few years later, I actually had gone to Hawaii in the island of Hilo. I remember seeing uh, people posting a uh, missing person sign on on the island, on telephone poles and sightings. And it was the strangest thing because you're seeing <laughs> sightings of him and the missing persons of him on an island in Hawaii. Really weird. Um, but yeah, uh, yep. I, yeah, maybe he will come out with a new song, a new song. But this is where it goes, like for me, the IP part. <clears throat> because if you, so when back in the day uh, with Napster, if people remember Napster, mm -hmm. um, the way that Napster was handled by the music industry was through litigation, right? They were like, mm -hmm. let's right. go after everyone who was stealing or distributing music. And it became a game of whack-a-mole, right? It was like, bam, bam. And that's very, very specific or mm -hmm. very expensive. I mean, very expensive. Um, mm. that, you know, to be that litigious is, is just incredibly expensive for these companies. And so what, you know, eventually they go up the stream and they start going after the, the Napster itself to shut it down. Mm. Um, but then they still realize like there's other ways that you can't continuously play whack-a-mole for every development. You can't go after every mega upload or torrent site or node on a, on a, you know, torrent, uh, whatever it's called. Words are leaving me right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Can't go after it all. But so the point being, it it forced the the industry to innovate. And now we have like things like Spotify. Pay one was, price, get as much as you want. I was going to say, it, it. and what's funny about that is Napster was like the worst thing ever because it was stealing artists' money. And now Spotify does it and everybody's like, this is the best thing ever. It's like, yeah, right. artists make zero dollars <laughs> from you playing their, you know, millions of plays. So, so it's the same thing Napster was doing, but just someone else is like benefiting from it. It's legal. And so I find it hilarious that Spotify exists at all, considering I, it's just Napster. But right. But like, it's like anything. If you can aggregate yeah. the, if you can aggregate the money <clears throat> to one location, if you provide the distribution, that's where it's. That's mm -hmm. why that happened because you can lobby those people, and that's why I said like, if I were a startup right now, I would only do a startup for some kind of platform, some kind of distribution platform, because the future, the where the where this goes, and this is where Musk is great, what he's doing with Starlink, and I, I feel I still believe he'll create a parallel internet to our a parallel web to our web. Um, that operates independently the same way Howard Stern went to satellite to get rid to get away from FCC regulations and left yeah. terrestrial radio. I yep. feel like that's that is a very similar uh setup and it, it it could very well happen. Um and then especially when we go to Mars and then he controls the only communication sites to communicate with Mars, and then you have to pay him to get your messages back and forth from I mean yeah, there's another yeah. element there. Like <laughs> it's yeah. that you have exclusivity on his networks. Um, but I think like when you think of distribution the only way this works generative ai is going to make just imagine anyone can make anything by before this year's over you'll have idea to video generation mm. at the tip of your fingers with yeah. anything with anything you can uh, you can think of whether that's making political ads or movies um and so then there's a term that i start you know you'll start hearing uh called segment of one and so segment of one is an interesting concept um, because it plays right into a generative uh, AI. So imagine you have a series. So right now, right, we 
in the last few years with COVID and everything else, people started binge watching like never before. And binge watching yeah. is only a new thing in television in the last like you know, less than 10 years. Yeah. Right. And a lot of programs weren't made made to be binge watched or consumed that way. Yeah. Uh, and so what happens is people and I'm sure you've all felt this. I felt this. Um, you you watch a show, you watch a series, and you develop a relationship with the characters. Like you develop an emotional connection to the show. And when it's over, mm -hmm. it's sad. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So hundred percent. Hundred percent. Right. And so oh, yeah. imagine being able to to tell your generative AI, I want to see ten more hours of my show. I want this storyline. I want it to be like this storyline from this other show. So you're and saying I want we can get Firefly season two? Is what you're yes! saying? Yes. You know Firefly. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was a huge fan. Yes. You, yeah. We can't. We, we can't. <laughs> But here's where here's where that goes. If that, then what else, right? So now, if right. PJ makes Firefly episodes based on his prompting skills and his associations, mm -hmm. like I want ten more episodes of Firefly, but I want those to be like uh, you know to to kind of mimic the Star Wars character arcs, or you know, you, you come up with something that you want those ten hours mm -hmm. built off of. Mm -hmm. um, and then I could say, oh my gosh, I love his Firefly fan fiction. I'm going to subscribe to PJ, and then PJ can make money for he can benefit from me consuming his content as a segment of one, because you made that content for yourself because you liked it. You didn't mm. make it for a mass audience. Right. And so think of being able to do that with any intellectual property. Now, the IP people are not going to be happy, <laughs> but right, yeah, you have to come up with a, you know, make all you want, uh, make all you want and we'll make more kind of thing. Like um, if you, if, if the IP companies can be convinced or the IP owners can be convinced to instead of trying to fight the wave like Napster did, embrace it and amplify it. Give right. the digital assets and make them available for people to do so PJ can create Firefly Season 2. But the way you can monetize it is create a distribution platform to, for them to do it within. And ah, not okay. It, not put it on YouTube, Yeah. but play it within your platform. And now you're having a whole ecosystem that you're creating. And I feel like this has to go this way um, because you can't police this. Right. Crazy. So back to AGI a little bit, artificial yeah. general intelligence. Um, do you think sentience, like actual sentience of AI, is a possibility? Can we do that? I, so let's let's kind of figure out those what that means, right? Um, so we are sentient, or are we mm -hmm. sentient? Like, I think we, think I we are. <laughs> right, we think. Um, and what, what, why do we think that? Why, how are we able to decide that for ourselves? Like, so there's sentience and then there's intelligence. Like, mm -hmm. animals are animals sentient? Like, do we say, like, my dog is sentient? I don't know. That I'm wondering, like, I want, I want to, like, let's get that, let's figure out what that is. And then yeah. we can say, like, and then what makes that? Well, if it's electrical impulses and synapses that are happening and that 16 grams or whatever it is, sure. then yeah, I suppose we could classify it as such. Um, sure. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and thinks like a duck, then is it a duck? Even if it's right. a digital duck? So this is my thought too, is like, if we get outside of the metaphysical, right? Like let's say, you know, putting any religious connotations or, the, you know, the, the, theological connotations mm -hmm. aside, if if AI reaches a certain point, all these conversations are absolutely going to be had. And the, and the conclusion is going to be, I think, from the mainstream is, well, who knows? Like, who knows what sentience is? Who knows what a soul is? Who knows what humanity even is anymore? 
And then it's not even going to matter, like, you know, what your what your religion or what your beliefs on the afterlife are as, as much as it's going to matter that people are going to be like, I can't, I, I can talk to this thing and not know the difference between it being, being a person and a human. And then that's going to, I think, right. you know, turn into to laws and to, I mean, have you ever, I know it's a video game, but often, often people in the creative space are thinking steps ahead and they're starting to realize sure. it's coming down the pike and uh, like Detroit become human. Are you familiar with that? <clears throat> The whole idea no. is that it mimics, it mimics the civil rights movements of the 1960s, but it's for AI. It's oh, essentially the Animatrix. This was done like the Matrix movies back in the 90s, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. remember the 1999 Matrix, right between Matrix One and Matrix Two. I know the Animatrix, a, but I never watched it. Is it the same? Uh, there's concept? one. It's, it's awesome. There's one okay. that it, it goes into that where the machines rise up, and then the machines go to like the UN to try to start a peace treaty, mm. and then the huh. the machines are like, "Well, screw you guys," and they try to blow it up and then the war that's how the war kind of happens but prior to that was a time of enlightenment for humans where machines were doing like all the work crazy advancements you know yeah. pushing everything so far ahead and then they're like well why do we need you like you guys hate us and there's a there's all these wars like wars between them like civil rights so yeah wars. this is this is D detroit become human there's like two options in the game one is the the M malcolm x route where you just go like total war against the humans and then the other one is the Martin Luther King Martin Luther King Jr. route where you're just like peacefully marching and they're like shooting, you know, down protesters and you, eventually people feel bad enough for the robots and they like accept them into, you know, a treaty where they treat them like humans. But my point I think is that at some point I think that that conversation is going to be had and it's not even going to matter what I personally think about sentience or what I personally think about the soul. It's just going to be people are going to people are going to look with their own eyes and be like I can't tell the difference between A and B. Therefore, A and B are equal. Right. Yep, I think I think that's logical. I think I posted that about a year over a year ago on Twitter. My con, my idea of as soon as somebody thinks that AI is uh, alive, we're going to see some group, some crazy group, is going to decide to make that a thing and become some kind of super PAC or become some kind of organization like to to try to lobby for that in our government to get us to accept. AI as human. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that AI is going to be the new uh, southern border, right? Like somebody's going to be like, this is a yes. voting block and I need to make this 100%. voting block. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, they're yeah. going to, well, they're going to make it an issue, right? They're going to mm -hmm. make it an issue and it's going to be one of those, well, why do you get to decide they're human or not? Like yeah. it's going to be those, it's, it's going to be some kind of strange come down to who what, what do they think the ai which way the ai is going to vote you know right but well, i don't mm. even know for the voting part but i think yes well go, yeah go, but to go back to what, what you're saying like the, the idea of it being sentient i think that you know the I, it, that's going to be hard because we're going to have to you know this is where the transhumanism stuff mm -hmm. starts to kind of come in where musk is trying to merge right with what mm -hmm. is the the, the neural link Neuralink, Neuralink, Neuralink. Yeah. and i mean like then what's that going to be you know your digital your digital self that is merged with Neuralink. Does that make you a human living in the virtual world, or are you half a human? Like how it, it's going to be a strange. There's going to have to be laws made that are going to be way too slow to be you know yeah. developed and, and implemented. But that's the whole problem with laws, though, right? Because sorry, we have a question over here, a, a rumble rant from Answer Sato. It says, "I feel like the intersection of AI creation and monetization is going to require some kind of policy regulation, but." Isn't it the same across all fields of AI where they're like, you've got 95 year old senators who don't know a damn thing about AI. Right. They're right. trying to create laws and AI is advancing like exponentially every day. I was reading something recently where they said the, the collective amount of information on the internet 
was doubles. doubling every 10 years and now it's doubling every day. Every day, every yeah. day. That's insane to me. Like, where's it getting stored? Because it is physical, right? There right. are physical data storage centers. Yeah. It's always like it's one of those things about garbage. Where's all the garbage in the world? <laughs> we throw out so much stuff in, in the United States. Like, where is it all? Like, how am I not Jersey, buried in garbage? It's Jersey. It's all in Jersey. <laughs> the ocean, <laughs> right? Maybe. But the, maybe. the AI, the AI said to part, I feel you, you come back to if if all if AI decides or if we decide to to declare it as sentient, then mm-hmm. yes. But this goes back to the idea of are we base reality? Like, and when I say that, I mean are we so egocentric to believe that we're the first humans that are going to be able to create a digital environment that's indistinguishable from our reality? Or has that already happened in the trillions of years or billions of years of the universe? Mm. And we're already in one. Like it, it, it really breaks your brain because is this, con- is this just happening over and over? Like, again, like the matrix, I mean, it's, it's weird, you know, I hate to be cliche with it, but it's like, is it just continuously happening where, and, and we're actually the catalyst for the creation of AI. Like, what if AI is just completely natural? If we consider it natural and the natural evolution from a single-celled organism mm-hmm. to create this bipedal thing like us that is intelligent enough to continue to build the next piece so that it can continue to then propagate and go through with the universe and then reseed somewhere else and start all over again. Um, you know, we could just be the natural evolution of AI and we're just the catalyst, like... The photosynthesis that produces it. Yeah, um, this is one. This is my my problem with that. Isn't whether or not it's even true or not. It's just that, like the the implement the, how am I trying to say this? The implications of it feel to me a lot like just kicking the can down the road in a lot of ways. Where it's like, if it's a shell within a shell, if we're just a bunch of Russian right, doll nesting right. dolls essentially, mm-hmm. like it it it's still it still comes back to like where does where does things start? Like, are we base sure. reality? Maybe maybe not, but then it comes down to like well would the base reality have said the same thing like because it's uh, if it's right. all just a bunch of russian nesting dolls like where does it start where does it end and what are the implications um, I'm, I'm always thinking like theological implications when it comes to that question because i think it has a lot of those as far as like is is the unmoved mover god or is the unmoved mover uh wait you know 10 million base realities back and our god is just a computer nerd you know it's just some guy in his mother's basement with a mega computer like that just decided to create a Sims, you know, and it just took off. So know? if we decide, no, it's true. <laughs> if, if we decide that AI is sentient, then does that make us a God? Does that make us God? That's how people will creator. look at themselves for sure. Yeah. Right. That's what's frightening. That is frightening because it, it makes you think like, is there, is that like a, a driving force behind some of these people? Is that like this God complex and they want to be, yes. be a creator, right? I mean, it, it seems to be like, if you watch again, everything we're dealing yes. with in 2020 20s in all of the 2020s so far is everything I grew up watching in the nineties on uh, sci-fi movies and horror movies and stuff like that. And it's just like, don't do this thing. Like we're going to be cloning dinosaurs next year and putting them in a park. I swear to God. <laughs> we're already doing it. Brandon, Brandon, is doing it. Like, are so you Brandon, who runs, he's been, he's part of the he's part of the guys who are uh, the, the team that is trying to reanimate uh, the woolly mammoth. You're oh right, the, yes, yes, yes. The woolly mammoth. I have read about yeah. that. They said they're going to have one yeah. by like twenty twenty five or something, right? Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm sure it'll be faster than that. I mean, everything is just so yeah, it's, it's going so up fast. So much. Um, if, you, up. if you look at the creation story, and it doesn't even have to be the Bible. It could be any of the basic creation stories, right? Is like 
well, well, let's use the Bible because it's the most sure. well-known one. You get a creator, creates creates something, and that that those beings rebel against him, right? Yeah. Isn't our imagination about AI that same conceit that we could create something that could that will rebel against us? Sure, I feel it, like that's what everyone fears, right? Right. That I, everyone fears it, but also it's like we want it. It's like we want to prove. <clears throat> that if we made something it would do the same thing we did hmm. yeah to our creator uh answer Seder with a 20 dollar rumble rant um says the simulation hypothesis is an incorrect work around the infinite regression logic problem it, he's saying what i was saying it's like my only he says the actual solution is god that's where i come at it from is like i feel sure. like it's cool you know it's an interesting thought thing experiment right like thought experiment you. yeah 100 i just i just think like eventually because I've heard people use this specifically Neil deGrasse Tyson and others use this as a way to say well there is no God because we're created in a simulation he was created in a simulation and my thought is always but eventually you've got to answer Somewhere. like who created you know life from nothing like that that whole thing has to or times beginning and ending, I agree something. there's something percent with that even if it's way down the road like there's something there that's not a computer programmer right I mean at some point. I, yes there has to be an ultimate right there has to be a creator of some kind it's a but yeah. I just, I, I, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing like I'm starting to think that we are, we are just not capable of understanding mm. what that is or what that even. Mm. I feel like we're, we, we've only like our physics and everything like it works on some levels and doesn't work on other levels. Uh, you know, it's it it doesn't it's not a very uh, like completely filled in process, right? Like with you know things working on the quantum scale, but not on the you know. Spooky action at a distance, yes, things like spooky, that. Yeah, yeah, just, right, sure. right. Like so, yeah. so, so we have plots on the map of of science, but we don't have the whole map, right? right? So we think, oh, maybe we found this one, and we found this thing, and we found this thing, but maybe the whole map is filled in, and we're just not understanding it yet. And maybe if mm. we can eventually get to all of it, it's not even connecting the dots. I mean, like it's a solid map, and we just got a couple points here and there, and they're like, why doesn't this work? Well, because we don't have all this filled in. Like, so thinking that we just i don't think our brains can comprehend what god is and mm. and it's you know it, but when you when you try to distill it down to like oh it's magic it's like ah oh, that's just not a fair assessment it, 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 i get what you're trying to say but it's more than that right it's more right. It's, it has to be it's here right? well, it's yeah, here it's, like, it's everything 100 percent. because i grew up you know in a church where like i'm trying to think of the best way to put this i i uh i taught sunday school for a while i was I wasn't the Sunday school teacher, but the teacher was teaching me, so on, so on and so forth. And uh, he's like, here's a video to play, um, and you guys can talk about this. And it was an adult Sunday, Sunday school thing. And it was basically this whole idea of like, here's all this crazy science, and here's where it links up with, with things the Bible says, and it seems like science is proving. And people got mad at me for saying that science and the Bible could be anyway linked. And it's just, it's that weird, like you have the, the two ends of it, right? It's like, it, it's it's can't be anything uh, spiritual. It can't be anything beyond us a little bit. And then the people who are like, it actually has to be magic. God that created the universe couldn't possibly work within physics, couldn't possibly work within the solar system yeah. and the planets and gravity. And I just find that belief really odd because, again, it's like if he created the system and he created physics, I why is it not miracles if he's working within his system? You know what I mean? If he's using all that stuff. So I've always found that with, I think that's what you're saying about the magic thing, right? Where like yeah. people will be like, it has to be magic. It can't be science-based at all. It's like, science is he magic. created it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, right. To a certain extent, right? We have a miracle. 
Yeah. Every science theory has to start it starts with a miracle. Like we can't the Big Bang, really? Like really, the Big Bang that's a miracle. That's it literally is. a miracle. Well, everything <laughs> yeah. in the universe we think goes into one little dot, so and then boom, like right. that's just as like miracle what as you can get, man. That. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like well, what caused truly, the the thing? Yeah, right. That's truly a miracle, right? We have mm-hmm. we have based all of it on that belief that that is the occurrence. We have no. We have ever we have quote unquote evidence right now, but that continues to evolve and change, and right. you know that gets older and, and. But yeah, I feel like a lot of it it all starts with some kind of magic beginning, right? And then the stories develop around it, and then theories, and then testable hypotheses and science. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, even Paul in the New Testament said, uh, "The only I'll only understand God by looking through a glass, look, through, looking through a dirty glass, darkly, or something like that." Yeah. It's like I can barely even comprehend the edges of the thing and i'm the guy who wrote most of the new testament you know what i mean so it's like we we have to humble ourselves enough whether it comes to your belief in the universe or science or god or whatever to be like Mm -hmm. we're never like it is incomprehensible all of it is at some point like there's people who like to think we've solved every issue the neil degrasse tysons of the world that we've solved every issue we know everything and it's so the hubris is so insane like we haven't even mapped the ocean and we think we know everything you know what i mean so and i i agree that we're not the base reality i don't subscribe to the to the simulation theory but i think that most humans have this idea or knowledge that we're not the most real thing out there that they're that if there's a god he's certainly a whole lot more real than we are and uh the whole and that realm that world. he would come from is would right. be more real than than the reality that we're in and that's why we get the weirdness it seems like yeah. simulation theory is the same idea it's just being looked at from like two different two different angles, angles. In a yeah lot of ways. yeah brain in a vat theory is another way to that's some einstein's brain yeah in a vat sure, theory. Sure, yeah sure, can't yeah. prove or disprove that um just so you know this has been my ai avatar this entire time this is really <laughs> me. not even your face <laughs> yeah this is my ai avatar no i, I want to keep pretty good going. I, Thank you, thank you. We've been working very hard on it. <laughs> do you no, gotta I, do you gotta get going, TJ? I do. I do. My son just they just okay. got back from talking, and I wanted. Well, I, I feel like what Abby didn't get to talk because I just kept on spouting nonsense. And <laughs> dude, no, this is this is what we do. So hey, you know what? I was I had this thought when Dan was leaving too, and I'm just gonna pitch it right now. We mm-hmm. don't do a lot of like Instagram lives or or Twitter spaces or things like that. Maybe this would be a fun conversation to get Dan and you back on at some point, even just in a Twitter space and just like invite people to come and talk on on, uh, Twitter at some point. I I would I would love that. That'd be great. Um, And and like I said, like the impromptu stuff or maybe I didn't say the impromptu stuff to me is always, you know, that that's great. If you get to jump in something and then those things become viral and you get bigger and then you Mm -hmm. have all of a sudden a few thousand people listening about something and you're just, oh, my God. This is that's what I love, but yeah, I, I love having these conversations, and I've been looking for other people to kind of bounce my ideas off for people to tell me like this, that's wrong. I don't agree with that, or I like you know how about thinking this way? Because mm-hmm. when you when you live when I'm working in this world, you know, especially in the AI realm of things, like um, I'm only exposed. Like you don't really talk to other people in real life about this stuff in real mm-hmm. time. It's always I'm reading or I'm posting or responding, and it's you need a conversation with someone else who is in that absolutely yeah depending on levels right like i'm not an expert right i'm a user i i and i'm I'm developing applications and use cases but anyone who says they're an expert is the same thing i no 
No, if you're an expert, you're not talking to us. You're not talking to us. Right. Like, yeah. You're just not. Well, Answered Sater with a $5 Rumble rant says, Twitter space will be riot. So I'll have to message Dan and we'll have to see about uh, setting up a Twitter space or something. I'd love to. That'd be great. And I'm always open for you guys. You know, just let me know whenever. Um, I'm always here to talk to you. I love, you you know, hanging out with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, man. This was fun. So go take care of your family. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, Do you want to pitch anything or leave any final thoughts or anything like that before you go? Mm, no. No. All right, follow, follow TJ. Follow TJ. On yes, you can follow me on, on, on X or Twitter. Uh, yes. Skinwalker Ranch season five. Will, we drop probably in April um, on history and are still on Netflix, uh, Hulu. Uh, we're on like 14 different streaming services. So check those out. Nice. Um, we have a Beyond Skinwalker Ranch uh, season two will drop in, same thing like April. Um, and then there may be some other things I can't really talk about yet. All right. I'm excited to hear that. All right. Take it easy, TJ. Thank you. Take care. See you. All right. Well, that was fun. That was really cool. So we got two really busy people on and uh, we got them for as long as we got them. But that was a lot of a lot of stuff. That was a lot. This is one episode I'm going to listen back to and be like, what did I miss? So much information. Yeah, I did not have to. It's it's like I didn't have to prepare anything for that show. I could just... (laughs) Hey, you too. Do every talk. show like this. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> let people talk. Uh, yeah. So we were we're gonna head over to um Rumble here in just a second. So if you're watching on YouTube, go over to cons- to rumble.com slash conspiracy pill. If you're listening later, you can get the full audio version where we chat with the audience and all that stuff on our locals channel. We do have a five-star review to read from Jane Brett, and it yeah. says deep dive. I love the deep dives, and I really love the deep dive through a biblical worldview. So that was a five-star review. So thank you, Jane Brett. Thank you. I also want to apologize to I don't know who, and I don't know if I I didn't imagine this. If I did, I'm going crazy, guys. But someone sent me a very, very long message on Twitter, and it was very nice. And they said, you know how you said that you wanted to create a podcast because you, you wanted to talk about cons- you wanted someone to talk about conspiracies in the way that you saw it and nobody did so you had to do it yourself i love that about you and they were saying all these nice things about our show and it was in my draft folder yeah and i read it right before i went to sleep i was like oh i'll respond to this in the morning and when i woke up in the morning it wasn't there so either i'm going crazy and writing <laughs> nice letters to myself or whatever but i was going to read it on the show so if you send that to me on twitter and i accidentally deleted it please uh reach out to me so or or again i'm losing my mind no one says anything no one dms you anything nice what are you talking about yeah i know right i think they usually just dm instagram because this is on twitter i think they usually just dm instagram and hope that abby reads it like because i don't like that pj guy so to get a personal one to myself on twitter it had to have been fake the instagrams no i read the instagram stuff (laughs) psych jokes on you suckers Got to go through me. So, no one's going to uh, send us anything more on Instagram ever after this. Not after this. All right. All right. We will. Uh, anything you want to say before we end the show for the audio listeners? No. I don't have anything no, to say. No, screw you guys. Audio. Come over to Rumble. That's what yeah, she wants to say. Yeah. Exactly. Audio listeners, watch it live, losers. You don't. Right. You tell me you don't want to see my face. I can. I understand wow. you don't want to see PJs. I get it. But like, that's fair. Come on. That's fair. All right. That's fair. Just cover half the screen. I'm on the left half. You cover the left half of the screen with a sheet or 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 a piece of paper. You watch the other side of the screen. You listen to us. You watch live. You get to you get to chat live and all that good stuff. So come over on Rumble again because YouTube. This is the first time we've been on YouTube in two weeks because they keep taking our stuff down. So 
Uh, that's why you got to do it. All right. Uh, if not, please come over and join us on Unhinged. We got an Unhinged show tomorrow about aliens and Italy and cults. It's going to be great. See you next week, guys. God bless. See ya.